I think that's key. Just whatever you're going for, whatever major you're going for, just make a wise decision and think of how you will not get stuck with what you're doing if something in the world changes. What's going on, everybody? Asad Hashmali back again with another episode of In the Times. Why in the Times? Because these times are new, unprecedented, and frankly, have left all of us completely boggled. Even though it may feel like the entire world has come to a standstill, there's so much to talk about in these times, and much more to learn from. In a nutshell, it's Cedar's tiny way to start a small conversation about big things ahead. In the last episode, you heard Ali Kazi, the Chief Operating Officer of Cedar College, actually speak about his uh, own interests and how he's been spending this time in quarantine, how he's been moving the school uh, digitally, and also and before that, you heard about Miss Aisha and Miss Fatma about how students are coping with uh, these difficult times, and. Uh, in the episode prior to that, you heard Umair Masood talk about uh, how a hybrid system of schooling might just come about. And keeping that very last point in mind about how a hybrid school might come about, I want to spend some time actually and reflect back at my time in A-Levels. Back in 2012 to 2014 when I was an A-Level student at the Lyceum, I remember that I thought that I would set myself up to become uh, either a consultant or an investment banker after graduating from university. I chose to study economics and finance. Um, um, and uh, quickly I realized, well, that's not my scene. Maybe I should actually switch and move into digital marketing or content creation of some sort. Um, something that was more creative and up my alley. Fun fact, before that, I wanted to be a chef. And uh, over the years, I started to realize was that, okay, I need to maybe evolve my aspirations a little bit. I need to rethink how I want to set myself up, how I want to move forward in life. And I think I did a pretty decent job at that. Now with Backspace, I've got that entrepreneurial bug in as well so keeping steady with that but the reason why I share this reflection is because over the past few months we've seen offices having to move uh, remotely we see schools having to move digital and having to start teaching online we've seen healthcare also take a big shift and transform digitally as well and why does that matter to you as students well what I think and the reason why I even share this conversation with you today is because We've seen that we are now entering a new phase of our lives. We're entering a new, entirely new way of living altogether. The way we do business, the way we choose to study, the way we choose to learn, the way we choose to even make a living and all those things that come attached to it, that come that make us human beings, that make us contributors to the world and to society as a whole. And Many industries have now basically shut down or have had to revamp themselves. If you open up something like Bloomberg, you'll see that the meat industry in the States has, has, has literally started to face a supply chain issue, which means that people can't get meat. But that's also creating an opportunity for vegan meat to come into the business. Companies like Beyond Meat, if you do a little Google search, you'll see that Beyond Meat is actually starting to take a bigger market share. You'll see that gyms have actually shut down and what gym, gym trainers had to do was start moving their classes online. You'll see that um, banks have also just decided to keep their branches closed and just keep either ATMs or start doubling down on their applications that they use just so that people are accessible to that, uh, to whatever banking needs they have. In a country like Pakistan, we often think that uh, our country is not very digitally inclined, especially in the financial world. But you'd be surprised to hear that the rate at which people have adopted towards using 
digital technology or using fintech is the term financial technology has actually escalated companies like easy pesa companies like jazz cash companies like hbl connect they've all started to actually see a rise in their uh, operations and a rise in their users only because we are now realizing that okay we might just have to move towards a truly contactless world um and uh for that purpose actually i decided to call on a very good friend of mine and who also happens to be the head of college counseling at cedar college miss marine shake now before i even uh mention or share a little bit about her she the reason why i brought her on is because uh what you may not know about miss marine is that uh, yes she did graduate from nyu but after graduating from nyu she worked at a company called salesforce salesforce is um a marketing company is a digital marketing company uh with solutions for customers and for businesses small and medium alike and big as well and they are known to work remotely they are known to have office spaces all around the world which are up to you to use workers don't necessarily have to come in there and if you are opening the news you'll also see that the ceo of twitter announced that twitter will now move to a completely remote working uh, scenario once the lockdown ends anywhere in the world twitter employees will no longer be working from home they will be working period which means that they don't have to even come into an office the office might just become a book so without further ado let's actually dive a little bit more into this conversation miss marine how are you hi asad how are you very Thanks well very well no thank you for coming on actually and it's uh, i think that this this conversation is actually going to be pretty solid uh, in the sense that will know how since you have the foreign experience you have the foreign work experience at a company which has always been ahead of the curve with these things has always also laid a huge emphasis on its people and on its environment um its work environment uh, it'd be nice to hear your perspective on how the world actually might be changing and again just for the students to remember why we have this conversation is because in a levels you might be asked or you might you might catch yourself asking what do i want to do after university what do i want to even do in university now is the time to maybe go back to the drawing board reevaluate you know maybe reconsider your decisions maybe reconsider the path you wanted to take so marin firstly how have the college applications uh, been going how are students receiving uh, that that process so far what challenges are they facing overall um very good question because there's a lot of there are a lot of changes that are happening with um, college applications with acceptances um also with how universities are approaching admissions for next year and including this year a lot of them um might not open till you know january or next year so they're all moving to online classes um some schools resisted that in the beginning and they were like okay um let's just cancel classes for a few months and then revisit this issue later on um but they were forced to move online and um a lot of universities might not start and they will move online as well um a lot of the universities are changing their admissions policies for next year because you know as you know we can't go out and take the sat or um you know kids can't go for a campus visit to the school they're having orientations online they're having graduations online um they're having you know campus tours online so i think a lot is going to change they're going to be a little flexible um regarding admissions next year they are already flexible this year as well a lot of them are going for conditional and unconditional offers um they're moving towards you know like more technology and also i think i feel like 
a lot of the students that are doing summer classes right now. Um, I was just thinking about this the other day that um, students can't go out there, you know, do an internship or volunteering in the summer because usually your summer after your O levels or your A levels is so important. That's when you have to, you know, build your resume, do internships um, that will help you with your major in university. And most of them can't do that right now. So I think what's going to matter now in the future years is how you made the most of your time online. So in that sense, I think a lot is going to change. And what's very unique, actually, um, which was interesting to hear. So there's a podcast I follow by the name of uh, Pivot and uh, another yeah. podcast called the, uh, the Professor G Show, which is both of them are hosted yeah. by Scott Galloway. Scott Galloway is a professor at NYU Stern. And he mentioned yeah. that um, colleges like Berkeley um nyu harvard yale heavily endowed colleges are going to figure out how to reopen schools because that's how much they cost yeah. also but in the u.s many colleges also because of the cash flow issues they're also facing are refusing to offer gap years to students have you heard yeah. anyone come back to you and say that uh, i'm sorry we can't grant this student a gap year um, I haven't heard anything like that yet because um, they obviously, this whole idea is they want to keep things as normal as possible. That's why they're saying that, okay, we're going to start in August. Um, we want everyone to come back and we're going to go as planned. That's why they're saying that don't take a gap year. That's why they're making the admission policies easier so that, you know, students who don't have an equity can still make it to university in the U.S., for example. Um, in the U.K., they're making their offers easier, you know, like a university that was first, uh, previous years asking for, like, AAA, then maybe uh, next year they might ask for, like, a, you know, lesser grade. Mm -hmm. um, so they are trying, they want things to be as normal as possible. That's why they're telling students to not go for a gap year or not to, you know, um, defer and come the next year, even if they have admission. So it's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, if you, you don't, we don't know how long this is going to last. Um, if universities, even for kids who are in university right now, you know, they're, they're done with their, their first year or they're done with their second year. They don't know what's going to happen in the future. For them too, it doesn't make sense to take a semester off or just to, you know, not go back. Um, it makes sense to basically accept what's happening and um, get with the times, basically. You know, you have to, if you're being forced to move online, you have to move online. I think this goes... Um, well with your point as well about how businesses are being forced to move online as well that's mm -hmm. just how it is now and um the sooner you accept it and the sooner you make the best of your situation the better it will be mm -hmm. correct and so I th no. continue sorry no no fine i, I just completed my thought so, so you also mentioned earlier was that students uh, are also going to be evaluated on how they spent their time online in their college apps. Uh, share a little point on that, because I'm very curious to know that what can students actually do? How can they be a little more productive online? Yeah, so I think that um, a lot of the things that you could have done in person are uh, is available now online. A lot of companies uh, have online internships. Um, you can uh, you, you can learn a language online. You can even, you know, do online courses. You can learn a programming language. Anything that in the past maybe you thought that, okay, this is something I want to do, but maybe you weren't able to do it in Pakistan, for example, because we don't have that many resources. 
um, and, you, and you never got the time to stay online and do that course or learn that language, um, you know, or maybe do like a remote, for example, Salesforce, right? Some, a company like that is eventually going to start having remote and online internships, you know, stuff you can do for them online. So something like that, I think, will hold uh, the same value as doing something in person. It's just like saying that CIE um, got canceled and they're giving us grades based on our past performance. And it will be taken into consideration the same way that it was in the past. So I think everyone, universities, um, companies, everyone is going to basically shift how they view um, online stuff and they're going to still give that the same value. So I think whatever you can find, I've been talking to my students who are um, who just finished their AS and also who have finished A2 and are going into university. Um, I've been constantly telling them, you know, what kind of courses they can do online, um, how they can just be productive in this time because it's really going to count. A lot of the time, you know, students take a semester off um, and then they want to come back to university. U- universities always ask them, what did you do in your time off? So take it like that, you know, this is, it, it, this shouldn't be time off. This should just be um, a different kind of time where you have to still be productive. You know, you shouldn't say, oh, three months I haven't gone to school, so I shouldn't do anything. It should be that, okay, three months I haven't gone to school because of what's happening in the world. How did I make the most of this time? I think that's what shows your strength and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to, you know, do something. That's pretty interesting. So when you were back, um, when you were at NYU um, and when you started working at Salesforce, actually, can you share a little bit about that experience? What was so unique about that experience, particularly at Salesforce as compared to then uh, moving to Pakistan and having a completely different work environment and a completely different work ethic overall? So I want to start with kind of um, my NYU experience. Obviously, you know, my classes were in person. Um, Some of my classes were you know, 300 kids at one time. Um, my economics classes were huge, you know. I could have I could have never even imagined going online or taking online classes. Um, and now that I see students, you know, taking online classes, taking the exams online, this is something I couldn't even imagine, right? Um, then when I finished NYU, I actually worked for the New York City Council uh, with the council members and the mayor. So even that, it was a government institution. And, you know, even they were... Everything was so hands-on and everything was so in-person. I barely used um, stuff online. And, you know, everything was supposed to be in-person. I had to go to different press conferences. I had to go to different meetings with council members. Then I moved to um, Salesforce, where I was expected to be in office, um, you know, a couple of days in a week. But then a lot of the times I was allowed to work from home and also they had remote locations such as, you know, like different co-working spaces where I would sometimes go and just work, you know, on a desk with a lot of other people around me who were from different companies, different organizations doing their own thing. Um, It was really weird for me, to be honest, in the beginning, because um, here I was working for such a big company, which didn't even require me to go to an office. You know, because when you think of a large organization or a big company, you always think, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in this huge fancy office with like hundreds of people around me. I'm going to have my own desk space, you know, but 
it wasn't always like that for me. Salesforce has had a beautiful building. Um, I did go there sometimes, but a lot of the times I was just working from home. So, but it did really help me because every time I would come to Pakistan for a couple of months, my work never stopped. I was still working. Um, I was working, yes, on, you know, uh, weird hours because it was American hours, but I was still working from home. My work didn't stop. There was nothing different that I was doing that I could have done from New York, right? Same thing with um, all our developers that were actually working for Salesforce. I was constantly um, collaborating with different programmers and developers, and I was overseeing some projects that they were making. You know, for example, we made like a Weight Watchers app. So this happens a lot in the IT world, I feel like. And all the developers were basically all over the world. I'd never seen them. Um, I'd never met them. Sometimes I would just hear their voice and just talk to them on the phone um, and get the work done. And then we would like launch an entire project with people that I'd never even seen. So I feel like when that's why when um, everything moved online during these times, it was not that hard for me um, because I have been used to this for you know one year of working with Salesforce. Um, so in a way, you know, like I knew how to basically shift my work from in person to online, even though something like a school counseling, um, it's pretty hard to, you know, move online because my work mostly consisted of meeting students, meeting parents, having that, you know, contact with them, um, seeing their faces every day to guide them. So initially it was challenging, but I think that you, it's just, it's how you make the best of your time. And it's kind of like the survival of the fittest. Whoever can make it, um, those are the people that succeed. Mm-hmm. So, with about I actually want to know more about what's happening back in the states now. Especially, you mentioned that um, you were in in conversation with your old colleagues and your friends from there. What are they going through right now? And these are uh, again and again for all those listening. I'm very curious to know about this only for you, for those who are listening, because you are going to enter this world yourselves in the very near future. So, sorry, over to you. Yeah, and also I think um, what ha- what's happening in the world is actually very relevant to us as well uh, because we need to also compare how Pakistan is making the best situation, how we are versus how people are, you know, abroad. Um, it's not easy for them either. I have a lot of friends who worked for smaller restaurants, for smaller, um, you know, clothing stores. Um, they had smaller businesses. Initially, they really struggled because they everyone thought that, okay, you know, let's wait it out. It's going to go away. Um, then we can reopen. Some people are still in that phase because they don't know how to convert their business online. But there are a lot of people who were able to shift their stuff online. You know, I have a lot of friends who um, are psychologists. You know, they're giving online therapy now. Um I actually have a really good friend of mine. Uh, she works for a talent company. And they basically hire DJs and musicians to provide to events. Okay. So f- their work is basically mostly based on in-person stuff, right? So you're playing at an event. You're playing for like a corporate event or a concert or festival. Um, they, I saw them struggle the most because something like that or something like a salon or a restaurant where you need people to come in to, you know, work and to do stuff. Uh, 
they had the most challenging time figuring out how to go online. The most they could do was, you know, uh, their DJs and their musicians created content and basically released it online. Um, they didn't make much money out of it, but in in a way, they they were still, you know, part of um, part of everything, and they people could still see them and not forget that they exist. Mm-hmm. So they're facing the same challenges. I feel like even here, um, you know, restaurants and everything is closed. Restaurants here came up with something really cool, you know, do-it-yourself kits, um, or other businesses came up with like online delivery. A lot of our fitness instructors, our health coaches went online. Um, previously, they were like small businesses, but they managed to do all of that. Because they understood that, you know, we don't know how long this will go on. We might be closed forever. We might have to go online forever. And the greatest thing is that so many things in um, the past years that you might want to do, um, which, you know, you probably didn't have access to. For example, I was thinking of um, an online fitness course that I, I had wanted to do for like really long. But it was something that I could have only done in person in New York, right? So now they have everything online. So there's so many things that I have access to now. So there's a way to look at things. You can look at it negatively that, you know, everyone's been forced to go online and everyone's trying to figure out how to, you know, sustain themselves. But there's such a good and bright side to this that now you have access to so many things all over the world that you probably didn't have access to before. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can also view it like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I, so I'm also a little, um, I've been, there's a term that has been coming to my mind lately that's actionable. So how do you think that with all this information now that's available, right? How do you think that students can actually apply this and make it actionable to themselves? What do they need to prepare themselves for actually? Um, this, I think that uh, a lot of, there will be a huge shift in the kind of, in the kinds of, you know, professions, um, careers, majors that students go for in the future. So it's kind of like, you know, how in the previous years we kept hearing IT and software engineering is getting outdated. No one really goes for that anymore. But guess what? That's not the case anymore, right? So that's the thing. A lot of professions will still exist, yes. Um, but they will, their structure will change, I think. I think that a lot of people who want to go for something like, you know, medicine um, or engineering a lot of their stuff that they could have done in person or they should have done in person is now going to be transferred online Uh, medical research is going to be used Uh, software engineering is going to be used Um, even you know like online counseling online therapy online legal advice all of these things are going to be huge so not necessarily will the professions change but I feel like the structure and the way um, people work will change so again, when you're going for something like, you know, picking your major, you have to think about how something is um, evergreen, as you like, right? So it's something that will just last during whatever time and you, you will have a way of uh, changing it or like coming up with new ways to make it better. So I think that's key. Just whatever you're going for, whatever major you're going for, just make a wise decision and think of how you will not get stuck with what you're doing if something in the world changes. Also, I think um, just not just about, you know, uh, the careers and professions you're picking, but I also want to talk about 
how a lot of people are thinking right now, you know, this is not the right time to start a business or this is not the right time to expand. I think I don't necessarily agree with that because a lot of the people right now are, you know, coming up with really good, unique ideas of like online businesses or of like expanding online. So I think it's also a very good time to change the structure of your business and your um, industry or whatever you're working in. So again, you know, it's never a bad time to pick a certain major or go for a certain profession or, you know, go for a certain business idea. I think it's always a good time. It's just how you um, use the current situation of the world to basically develop your idea and to um, use your profession towards basically what's happening in the world. Interesting. Interesting. And I think also with that, we need to keep in mind is that, well, it's going to keep changing. And if we lock yeah. ourselves into one specific area, one specific discipline, then um, we might be outdated ourselves. That's how we make ourselves yeah. obsolete and our skills obsolete also. Um, and uh, does this, I, I, so my, my take on this is also that does this mean that everyone should learn Python or uh, JavaScript and should everyone know how to code? I don't know. But what I do know That's, is that no, yeah. you, what, what I do know is that if you think it's going to help you, that'll probably help you. If it doesn't help you in the near two, three years, it'll help you 10 years down the road, right? Uh, so it's this whole attitude of having to unlearn, relearn, and keep learning. You have to have to evolve yourself also. You have to evolve your mind um, and make sure that you actually stay ahead of that curve also so that you can adjust to these periods a lot easily as well. So, Marin, I think that this is a, this is a pretty pretty interesting conversation overall and that kids need to see the value in this because it's a decision that they need to make now um i think that for all those listening you've had that opportunity to um you know be upset about the situation also and and you've had the opportunity to deny the situation and deny that your grades are at the are not in your hands anymore and that you know your university career might have to change altogether but you need to accept that as well um, and ask yourselves yeah. how are you going to pick yourselves up and drive forward only you can drive forward only you can push yourself forward with a few loved ones around you yes of course and your teachers are there for you your your counselors are there for you as well um, we're all there for you but what you need to do is you need to ask yourself okay how do I gather myself together and push forward with all of this so, Marin, as a final word, would you like to share something? Any final remarks for this conversation? I think I'd just like to give this advice to everyone that make the best of your situation. Um, don't be, you know, angry about it. Don't be bitter about what's happening around us. Don't be angry that you're stuck at home. You can't, you know, get on with your life. Um, your plans are ruined because sometimes things don't go as planned. That's the biggest lesson that you will ever learn. I think don't go as planned. So be um, innovative and be smart enough to change your plans if something changes. That's what's going to you know help you move forward. Mm-hmm. And also, if your PS4 is broken, it's okay. Yeah. Open up your laptop, learn something, read something. There's a lot to consume. There's a lot of content out there in the world. Some stuff, of it, some of it might make you smarter also. So give that a shot too. Don't complain about that also. It's like, hey, I miss quarantine. My PS4 bit happened? Also, I think also I think if you, you know, if you get in the in that zone of wasting your time and you know, you do it for a couple of days, that, then that's what you're just gonna do for the rest of the time. 
So pick yourself up and get right into, you know, making a productive use of your time. You know, force yourself to take that course, even if you're not feeling like it one day. Force yourself to work out, even if you're not feeling it like, like it one day. Because if you get into that habit of not doing it for a couple of days, then you're probably not going to do it for the rest of the time that we're free. So don't stop, basically. Right. Very true. Very true. Thank you so much, Marion. Thank you for your time. This is actually a pretty, Thank pretty you, interesting okay. conversation. Um, so, for all those listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Times. If you heard any background noise, well, yeah, we're at home, just like you. Uh, we two are human beings. We're not in some studio. Uh, and uh, yeah, till the next episode. In the next episode, we have uh, the vice principal of Cedar College, Mr. Mustafa Arif, coming on. And with that, we're going to talk a little bit about the medical landscape in Pakistan and uh, opportunities that might exist for any of you future uh, doctors, surgeons, nurses, medical practitioners of any sorts. If you have any questions for him, feel free to email me at asad.hashamali. That's A-S-A-D dot Hashamali, H-A-S-H-A-M-A-L-I at cedar.edu.pk. You'll find the email address in the description. You can listen to this whole episode along with episode number one, two, and three on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Facebook. We're everywhere. We don't stop with this. Till the next one, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.